Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show. That is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, mental health expert, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Hardy is going to start this hour in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Hardy. How are you? Hey, Dave. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Good, man. How can we help? Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I, I completed the, the baby steps, um, officially I would say February, but I paid off my mortgage in December. This is past December. Way to go, man. Thanks. And, and now, um, all right, my, my job due to COVID went out of business and that was April, but they paid everyone up to um, five months. And so technically now I don't have a job, but I've completed the baby steps. I have my, my, um, my paid off mortgage. I have my, my, um, um, security. Way to go. Why don't you have it? Why don't you have a job? Why don't you have a job? Okay. Well, when they, they, when they laid us off, um, they paid it, they paid us. And and you had five months to go find a job. Why hadn't you found one? Because it's a little complicated as far as with the, um, well, I was in school last year and I was trying to get out of the field that I was in. I I was a machine operator and I I was in school at the same time for HVAC technician. So, um, this year was me just finishing up, um, some more of the classes due to COVID I had to continue going to the classes because we we wasn't allowed to go to the college while COVID was going on. So it 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 it, it, it prevented us from being able to. Okay, so you're trying to get a um, two year certification in HVAC. Yes, yes. I no no not not the certification. I got a diploma. I was yeah. I the diploma. Oh, did you finish it? Yes, I just did. I just recently. That's what. Oh, when do you start <laughs> your new job? Well, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't, um, well, I've been working with people, um, who, who have their own businesses and I, and I, and I do that, but I mainly do handyman work since that when they, when they, when they laid me off. No, I mean, I you knew you were getting work. ready to finish your HVAC degree. Yeah. Why didn't you go talk to HVAC companies and get a job as an HVAC guy? It's what you're trained for. Why haven't you done that? Because I was nervous because, because the COVID stopped us from learning enough. And, 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 and when some of the guys in my class tried to go, get certain jobs the people was like we didn't know enough you didn't even so try it you even, me, hardy hardy you haven't even tried man somebody told yeah, you it was, along it was the discouraging. way yeah somebody told you along the way that you weren't good enough and that's bullcrap you are good enough you are good enough man he near, pe- he near people are yeah. begging for help right now begging they got like i got there's i passed a big billboard that said we pay 401k We'll we'll take your mother to lunch. I mean, they'll do anything <laughs> to get you your hired, house. Right? Come be an HVAC. You are sitting on a golden ticket, man, and you're doing handyman work because you're scared. Go get a job. You got it. Listen, okay. listen. My kids need you 
Because when something like that breaks <laughs> in my house, their father is useless. <laughs> Because he doesn't right. have that certification. Mike, yeah, I, I could care less about it. Here's the deal. You've learned all you're going to learn in the classroom. Now you got to get out there and figure out how to do it in the wild. Yeah. And you're going to have to learn. You're going to screw stuff up. And your boss is going to be like, what did you do? And you have to go make it right. That's just part of learning, especially in a trade, man. Marty, you, you brought up th- this job layoff and the fear around COVID and the damage that COVID did to your life and your future in your mind has punched you in the stomach and you still ain't got your breath back. That's yet. right. Shut you down. That's right. So we're telling you, throw back your shoulders, get back in the game, go hit somebody. That's right. You have, uh, and I love the way you I know you, you got the breath knocked out of you and I know you were scared. And I know COVID got you. And I know you lost your job and I get all that. And that, t- that takes some of your confidence away. It takes some of your swagger away. Yeah. But we're telling you, you're in a business. You pick the right thing. You can go land something by the end of the day tomorrow, man. And, and not just a something. You could go make some money. Money. Yes. Yeah. So, But it's all about swagger again. It's all about, and you go, you know what? I heard that maybe some of the stuff we learned in class wasn't right. If you guys will teach me that stuff, you're going to find me to be a hard worker. They'll go, okay. <laughs> and, and, hey, here's another thing. I worked for two decades in one career, and I got pretty good at it. And then I switched careers. I took a complete left turn. I don't think a day goes by that I don't ask you, Dave, hey, how do I hit, hit this? And you make sure I hit the clock here. James is coaching me on how to – you're starting at the bottom. So ask a whole bunch of questions. You're brand new at a new trade. Yeah, but be be pre- be there and be going, I, I don't know how to do it, but you're going to catch me caring. You're going to catch me showing up. You're going to catch me working hard. Um, but you don't have to. You don't have to come in there with a PhD in HVAC. You're just going in there and get a work job fixing air conditioners, man. Go do it. it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Go get yeah. it. Yeah. And a lot of those guys that you're working for don't have a certification or, uh, and certainly don't have a, quote, certificate or degree, either one. And, <laughs> I'm just going to keep piling it on, Hardy, that sense of you've got defeated, I guarantee you that's playing into your mm-hmm. romantic relationships, that's playing into your, if you're a parent, that's playing into all of your, man, stand up, you're Hardy. Yep. You got knocked down, it's time to get back up. Yep. Let's do this, yep. man. Hey, we're always giving away uh, the most fun you can have with money, especially at Christmas. And now we've launched the Ramsey Christmas Cash Giveaway. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. You can enter for your chance to win $500 prizes or the $5,000 grand prize. Enter every day. No purchase is necessary. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway. And right now in time for Christmas, the $10 sale is back. That means you can buy almost any of our books, including Baby Steps Millionaires, including Ken Coleman's book, Paycheck to Purpose, and including a whole bunch of the conversation cards, Questions for Humans. Hey, I've got the, the, I've got the Christmas deck here, man. The Christmas deck. So the if Christmas you have deck. awkward Christmas family. Hey, this is us saving your families during the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, it works. You're not allowed to talk about COVID and you're not allowed to talk about politics. You have to pull out this deck. That's right. So, Dave, which Christmas song would you never pay? I mean, which Christmas song would you pay $67 to never hear again? I, I, I don't know. I like them all. I would rather set myself on fire than listen to Pahrumpa Pum Pum ever again. I, that could be on the list. I'll, I'll go with that. That's if someone said, hey, I'd like to hit you with a stick or I'm going to play Little Drummer Boy on repeat, I would gladly choose stick. <laughs> gladly. <laughs> All right. What Christmas movie gets way too much hype? Oh, oh, oh. Whew, man. Just say it. You just thought of it. Mm. <laughs> Christmas story. Or the, uh, the one with the BB gun. 
Shoot Your Eye Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's way too much hype on that. What's it called? Is that, it's not the Christmas story, is it? Yeah, it's a Christmas story. It yeah. is the Christmas story. I think of Jesus is the Christmas story, so I'm so confused. Oh, here we go. There's a Jesus guy. Well, I know. I am oversaved. So there you go. <laughs> just, that's it. So. Got to bring Jesus into Always Christmas. Come guy. on, Dave. Here we go. Come on, Dave. Who are you? <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Thank you for joining us. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. You get free samples, free shipping, new promos all the time. If you want a deal, always use the promo code RAMSEY to get the best possible deal. All right, Today's question comes from Joseph in New Mexico. Joseph writes, I'm 27 years old, engaged to be married, and we have a young son. I own an IT consulting business that last year made 130 grand in profit after paying all expenses, including my salary. I'm grateful for all the opportunities that help my career and financial growth, but I feel stuck. I've been putting more thought into what I want to do with my life, and I realize I'm sacrificing a lot of time with my family. I want to slow down, regroup, and regain focus on my life, but that feels impossible with all my work responsibilities. The other day, I saw how happy my son was when I was able to clear my schedule and pick him up from school. It truly made me question a lot of my past decisions. I want to change, but I'm afraid that means I wasted a lot of time growing something just to shut it down. Is there such thing as a work-life balance? What do you think, Dave? I don't think I'm qualified to answer this. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I will go backwards. No, there's no such thing as a work-life balance. It's not real. It's a myth. It doesn't exist. There are seasons. Right. And there's seasons of madness and wildness. Right now, we are on the road. I'm writing another book. I am all over the place. And so back in September, or maybe it was August, my wife and I sat down and mapped out the next four months, and we knew it was going to be bananas. And we have built in touch points all through that time because we knew. And when the kids asked for stuff, yeah, it stinks. 
And um, it's also part of it. And because of this season, it's going to allow for a different season on the other side of this thing. So, um, no, there's not just thing as work-life balance. There's being honest about what season we're in. Sometimes you wear a coat because it's winter. And other times you wear shorts because it's the summer. Same thing when it comes to your life. Um, I can tell you right now, Joseph, your kid was really happy to see you. If you picked him up every single day in about a week and a half, he'd be really tired of seeing you. That's just the way that works, man. Um, yeah, the, those moments um, are special or great. Your dog's happy to see you every night because I don't even know you've been gone. Um, <laughs> the um, yeah, so I don't, what we don't have in this email or this uh, where however it came in um, is what the number of hours you're putting in and what your long term goal is and those kinds of things. Okay, in general, the idea that I don't want to work much so I can play with my kid is not going to work well with you long term. Okay in general no one in the equation is going to respect or like you at the end of that story they're just not yep. okay so uh in general now i mean i'm talking like i want to work 10 hours a week and i want to uh you know be the um interfere with the teacher at the elementary school because i'm there so much mm. you know that can I, I just you know whatever uh so uh but what i think i'm hearing is that you don't see any end of this in sight and I don't know how many hours you're working. If you're working 40 to 60 hours and you're running a business and you're paying yourself a salary plus 130, well, welcome to the real world. Right. Oh, well. That's exactly right. And the good news is you're self-employed. And if your kid is doing a uh, Christmas play, you can go. You can just decide, I'm going to book around that. And you can go. You can decide that. But uh, do you pick them up every day from school? Probably not. Oh, well, you're running a business, you work, you're earning money for your family. It's not bad. You're not a workaholic and you don't have issues. And there's nothing like, like that going on. Um, and you're not burning out. You're doing fine. you got a good career. So the only parallel I know is this. When I was 32 years old, we started this show. I was working 16-hour days, ridiculous hours during, those time, during that time for about two years. Uh, my kids were little. My wife, if you sat her down today, would still say something snarky about that period of time, about her being a single mom. Uh, but during that time, even though she's snarky about it and harbors some bitterness, um, her life turned out okay, I can tell you that, uh, because we, for a period of time, turned the heat up and got the, got the stove going. You know, we got, we got the thing cooking. And so then later on, uh, the next year, if there was a prom, uh, we did not book live events around the prom date. If there was a, uh, my, I coached my son's ice hockey. Uh, so that means on Saturdays and every night, whatever, I was down there coaching him when he's seven, eight, nine years old, that kind of stuff. For years, I coached his ice hockey team. And um, so we were there. I mean, we would go to the lake and I taught them all to do stuff behind the boat, drug them around on the tubes, throw them off and do mean dad stuff to him and all that stuff. I mean, so we, we, we have all of those memories too, but we also have a thing. I, I did not take 12 weeks off as the father that was working when my children were born. I took 12 hours off, and it never occurred to me. Had I taken more than 12 hours off, my wife, who grew up in the country where hard work is taught, uh, would have said, what the – bleep are you doing here get out you need to get out of here you got to pay for this kid <laughs> you need to get your butt back to work 
So right? what, I, what I hear in this is, but but my point is, I've had balance come and go here or there, and then there's times it's winter and you have to you have to turn the heat up. You got to right. go. And right now, you know, you you got the thing running. It sounds like I don't know why you need to be burning at 180 degrees <laughs> at boil over. Just turn the heat down a little bit and work 40, 60 hours, 50 hours, whatever, and then another week, you know, work 30. I don't think this is about his kid. I see this over and over um, where somebody's 27 to 35. They've gone all in on a particular career. And they then they re- found out they had to work. They don't like it or they have to work really hard, right? It, or I thought this would just be super fun all the time, whatever the thing is. And then you start looking around in your life for reasons to do something different. So what I would tell you, Joseph, is if you want to do something different, own it and do something different. Don't blame this on your kid. If you want to do something different mm. and um, – you don't like doing IT jobs, but you want to go be a police officer or a counselor, go be a police officer or a counselor. You don't need to justify it in a different way. Just just do it um, in a safe, but here's the appropriate thing. way. Expect, if you're going to avoid mediocrity in your life, in any area of your life, you expect, work hard. expect to pay a price. Absolutely. If you want to get your body in shape to run a marathon, expect to pay a price. Absolutely. If you want your marriage to be good, expect to concentrate and be an unusually intentional about that, more so than your idiot friends on Instagram. That's right. You know, expect to work hard at a career over a long period of time before you make any freaking big money. That's right. And before you get to, ah, and this Instagram world we live in where if you just do this then you can be have your private jet next year it's just not real man it's not real well and here you know if you want to work four days a week or you want to work from home which means work part-time and you want to do that expect the different result expect a diminished return so because here's the thing mediocre if that's your target you're gonna hit it I had this um, epiphany, Dave. I did something I shouldn't have done way back in the day, and I got online and looked what the the top salaries were at the university I was working was. And I found out my boss made two or three times what I was making. And I was working 24-7, 365, and like a young idiot, I got so indignant. And it wasn't two or three or four weeks later, my boss calls me in and says, hey, um, I want you to start coming to these meetings with me because I want to teach you how a CFO talks and how a president talks and how a board talks. And it was a gift. And it was about two or three weeks in to follow him around to these meetings that I realized, oh, crap, he earns that money. Yeah, he's like smarter his, than me and stuff. It, but he's carrying the whole thing. Yeah, on his it, shoulders. Every decision that I make reflects on him, and he has to call, make the call on this and on this. And I realized, oh, there is no free ride, man. Yeah. Those guys that, who put in the time and they get this, they make this money, it comes at a cost. It's not the, the five-minute repair it's the 25 years to learn how to do that repair in five, five minutes. Minute return, That's right. Repair. Yeah. That's the thing. So there's a price to be paid, sir, somewhere in your life. Yep. That'll give you your work-life balance. That'll get you there. That's what our gazelle intensity that we teach is for a short period of time. You just go crazy and get out of debt so that you can live without the stress of debt. There's a price to be paid. Or you can be YOLO and be paying payments the rest of your dadgum stupid life. This is The Ramsey Show.
Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're so glad you're with us. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Christina is with us. Hi, Christina. How are you? Good. How are y'all? Better than we deserve. Where do you live? I'm from Stephenville, Texas, which is about an hour southwest of Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, welcome to Nashville. Thank here you for to do having a me. debt-free scream. How much you paid off? I paid off $39,414.23 in 19 months. Way to go. And your range of income during that time? It started about 40000 and then between like the million side hustles I had, probably up to about 65000 Okay. Out of the million side hustles, which was the best one? The one that paid the best? Um, definitely the pumpkin patch. So I'm a manager at a pumpkin patch every fall. And um, my bosses, Josh and Ashley, they're amazing. And they've really blessed me. So um, really been very generous uh, financially. So very I've glad to work for got them. a feeling you're a pretty good pumpkin patch manager. <laughs> how do you, how do you, what does a pumpkin patch manager do? Do they come alive at night? Like what, what are you doing? Well, one time my boss told me that my life as a pumpkin patch manager is like Hallmark film. So I'll just let you take that one <laughs> for how it is. It's really not like that. It's kind of crazy. It's it's a lot of moving parts. <laughs> All right. All There's right. a lot going on here. There's a lot going on in the pumpkin patch. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. right. So what kind of debt was the 39000 Oh, my gosh. I had everything. So I had um, 5500 in a credit card, mm-hmm. 8000 on a trailer, mm-hmm. a.k.a. like a camper, like trailer trash, mm-hmm. um, and student loans of 26000 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Are you living in this trailer? So I was you while are. I was paying off my debt. and um, Like a camping trailer? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> in Stephenville? Yeah, there it is on the screen. <laughs> no way. That's not, yeah. that's not a bad looking trailer. No, it was really As nice. camping trailers go. Yeah. Yeah, they're really and affordable you owe, hey, way to How much to did live. you owe on it? I started, well, I had already paid off about half of it. So whenever I started my journey, it was about $8,000. Okay, so it's paid off now. Yes, sir. And I've sold it. And, and, you, and you don't yeah. live there anymore. <laughs> I don't live in a shoebox. No, yeah, sir. <laughs> that's good. Good. I'm proud of you. Wow. Thank you. Okay. How old are you? Uh, like 23 plus or minus five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, math, this math thing is tough. Hey, man. <laughs> okay. I was 27 okay. whenever I finished. Okay. So we'll that's go with that number. <laughs> You're not old. It's okay. You don't have to lie about your age. It's okay. Do you realize how old Dave is? You are, hey, you hey, are all hey. right. <laughs> you are all right. You're like right, right behind him. Watch out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's right. I'm right behind him. I'll just play little drummer boy again and keep that up. <laughs> but the, uh, okay. So, uh, wow. Okay. So you're 27, 25 years old and you say, all right, this is not working. Uh, whatever I've learned to this point about money is a disaster. I, I don't like my life. Something's got to change. What happened that flipped the switch for you? And how'd you get connected to this Ramsey stuff? Yeah, so it's actually funny. I was in, I one of my college classes got dropped. So I had to pick up another class and it was personal finance. And ironically, the professor that taught it was actually really bad with money. And so one day he was like, have you ever heard of Dave Ramsey? And I'm like, no. And then I started listening to your podcast. I was like, well, I'll look him up. And I started listening to your podcast. And after that, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is like very common sense. I had been doing the envelope system. I just didn't know it was your thing. Mm-hmm. It um, wasn't. I stole it, from, <laughs> I stole it from my great grandmother. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And so I just started listening to the podcast. And right about then is when COVID hit. And that was a really scary time because mm-hmm. I had two jobs and I was finishing up college and I lost both jobs basically overnight. And so I was like, oh my gosh, 
I am never going to be in this situation again. Like I owe so much money. I was playing the game, Dave. Like I was playing the game. So I had student loans that were paying my credit card payment and I was using my credit card to pay my tuition. And then I was also using student loans to do, fix my Jeep. Like it was just a mess. And I would just swipe my card, my debit and my credit card. And I just like wouldn't even look at the balances. And finally it got to that point. Your show really convicted me. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like never again. This is my never again moment. And so um, I just kind of started working the plan and, you know, it took me a year and a half. So one thing I'll say is like the Lord did provide like this whole time. It was just insane because the math does not work. You know, it doesn't work to pay off as much as your income almost in a year and a half. And um, so he just kept providing me with opportunities for side hustles. I actually worked like six different side hustles during this time. So um, I was working a lot. <laughs> was it worth it? It was so worth it. I think about it now and I'm like, yeah, I just, don't ever. But just for a season. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was the longest, shortest time of my life. Where did you get this thing inside of you that when, um, that, that caused you, you had this instantaneous reaction. I mean, you, you're in denial. Money's flying everywhere. It's not going anywhere. Um, and as soon as you go, wait a minute, this is stupid. I got to stop. You just stopped. I mean, you didn't, there, it sounded like there was no negotiation in your head, like trying to talk you into continuing the other way. You just said, this didn't work. And I stopped. Well, I will say that with COVID and stuff, everybody was going literally insane. And y'all were like, it's okay. Like we're going to get through this and blah, blah, blah. So honestly, like partially, I just was listening to y'all to stay calm. And then I was like, wow, like, yeah, I should do the money thing too. I guess what <laughs> makes it different is that, cause I started listening to y'all in about four months later is when I started my debt-free journey, yeah, whenever yeah. I got like my first big girl job. Yeah. And so, and my income was more stable and stuff. And so I guess what changed it is I was 23 when I came back to college. And so I was already an adult, like I had been living an adult life. And then I got into college and just went willy nilly with finances. Mm. Um, you know, my, my Mimi and my dad were helping me with money and everything. And I just squandered it. Like I was taking out student loans, paying cash for a little bit of my tuition, but um, just not managing it wisely. And mm. so once I started hearing y'all's material, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm 25. I can't waste any more time. So, so what's, what's your day job? Um, I'm a loan administrator at okay. a farm credit bank. We, oh, good. Yeah, we do um, loans for farmers and ranchers. Yeah. And what's your what's your take on pay that job? Um, well, it's about 40-ish. Okay. And so, yeah, between the other side jobs is where I got the rest of the income. Okay. I was just doing the quick envelope math in my head. Um, if you worked six jobs and made 65000 here's what I'm telling you. You're brilliant and you're not scared of hard work. And you are able to look at a problem and say, I can work through that and head directly into it. And those people are making a whole bunch of money these days. Okay. And so I just want you to not settle wherever you happen to be. Thank you. Cool. Thankfully, I love my job. <laughs> yeah. I think you're probably worth twice what you're making. At least. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, At least. The ability to see something and face it and step into it instead of run and hide your head in the corner. Yeah. And then it's it's a big deal. And you got you got the stuff. That's why I was asking you about it. I was sensing the exact same thing. And, and there's this yeah. old saying, the the harder I worked, the luckier I got, right? That's yeah. like, man, I just took kept taking on jobs and I don't know what happened, but I just kept making more money. The Lord <laughs> the Lord blessed me when I worked more. <laughs> right. and then, see, yeah. He did. That's yes. how he does that. That's and it was job four and five and six, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I will say that at my job they're extremely generous with bonuses. So, you know, I make forty thousand base salary, but um, with the bonus and everything, it's it, we, we weren't we weren't trashing it's them. We were, no, no, no. <laughs> we were just saying you're good. You're yeah. good. You're excellent, good. Excellent, excellent. Hey, we got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away to somebody because I'm sure you've been talking about this and people are going, okay, I'm ready to do it. Uh, Baby steps millionaires. I think you're going to be one pretty quick here. Um, 
by the time by the time you have the tenth anniversary of your twenty third birthday, you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, Financial Peace University one year membership will get you through that, where you can get all the details. And let's finish this uh, this portion of the life training up. You're incredible. You're Thank a you very so neat young lady. Thank you all for having me. A lot of fun. To, a lot of fun to talk to people like you. And um, uh, there's just uh, uh, moms and dads when you raise one that will just turn and face a storm like that. It is, um, it, it's, uh, it's rewarding. It's, it's gratifying. What's one piece of wisdom you'd give to somebody in your shoes right now? Um, I had a sticky note on my dash in my car and it said, life is too short to spend it in debt. Mm. And that is something that I just really told myself like every moment. And it was really convenient because like anytime I'd want to go buy something that would be staring back at me. So yeah, yeah life is too short to spend it in debt. For heading sure. to the, tr- heading to the store. Oop, I got to go back. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Way to go. All right, Christina from Fort Worth, Texas area, Stevensville to be precise, 39,000 paid off in 19 months making 40 to 65 with a bazillion side jobs count it down let's hear a debt free scream three two one i'm debt free impressive wow love it love it love it this is the ramsey show Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Marie is with us in Sacramento. We were just there. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? Um, My husband and I are having a discussion about paying off our mortgage. Um, This is our situation. He is active duty military. We know that we'll be stationed here um, for about three and a half more years, but then we'll be moving to the Midwest. So we're trying to figure out if we should pay down the rest of our mortgage, like as aggressively as possible, or should we invest that money for a future down payment um, at our next GB station? You're going to sell the house when you move? Yes. So either way, you're going to get the money back. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're spending it, right? No. I mean, you're either going to put it in an investment or you're going to pay down the house. Either way, the money's going to be sitting there when you move and going to come out of the investment or come out of the house and be used for the Midwest house, correct? Yes. Okay. So I think if you get that out on the table and say that out loud, sometimes that changes the way it sits in your brain. Because sometimes people feel like when they're paying off their house that like they're spending money or something. It's not going away. You get it back when you sell the house. So you're making the interest rate as your rate of return because when you don't pay interest on it, you save that interest, right, by paying it off Mm -hmm. or paying it down, either one, or you make the rate of return on an investment. 
The difference, though, is is you can cash out an investment by a bass boat. You really can't do that with your house. It's what we call a forced savings plan. Once you pay down the house, <laughs> you are stuck. Only two ways to get that money out. Refinance, which you wouldn't do, or sell the house, which you don't do until you move. So keeps you from spending the money, and you get a rate of return, and you're uh, moving towards wealth. I'm paying down the house. Okay. That is my opinion as well, but, um, you know, I thought I would call and get your opinion just so I could have that uh, to talk to my husband. <laughs> yeah. and, and here's the weird thing, too. After doing this for 30 years, sometimes people's plans don't work out. Can you imagine? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what series of events would occur for you to remain there. I don't know what those would be uh, or to uh, be delayed there for five extra years or to move sooner because something else happened i don't know what any of those things are but seldom have my plans that i laid out worked out exactly like i thought they were going to mine never do dave <laughs> and never. So, well that's what my that's kind of my point none of it so yeah I, i'm paying it down because that works no matter what happens so is there, there's this fear permeating the uh the interwebs that if you pay down your house now, it's going to be worth less in three to five years. The house values are not affected by the debt on the house. Say that again. The house goes up in value based on what someone will pay for it, not based on what you owe on it. Right, but the fear being if I pay off my ha- my mortgage and it's six hundred thousand, and suddenly have to sell it for four hundred, I've lost two hundred thousand dollars. You you've lost it anyway, because if you if you haven't paid it down and you sell it at a loss, you've got to pay the difference. Oh my gosh, you're a genius. You should start a radio show, Dave. <laughs> but that's not what they say on the internet, man. I know, but if you listen, No, I know. If, I know exactly what it is. If you owe $500,000 on the house and it goes from 600 down to 400, you owe 100 more on your house than it's worth. They don't give you a break on it. And so the illusion of having 100 grand in the checking account as a hedge against that isn't real. It's not real. They're going to take that it's, money. It's Yeah, this is why they should teach, you know, basic accounting in the 11th grade but they don't that's called a balance sheet entry so oh god um <laughs> the internet that, is just hey that's what he was asking the internet is just or that's what she was asking no 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 he's just saying he wants the money easier to access so when they move they can just do the move and then he's going to try to buy the house in the midwest before he sells the house in sacramento and i'm going to prevent him from doing that because he's not going to have any money gotcha because he's going to tied up in the house he's got to sell the sacramento house his house off. and not going to say we're going to keep that one as a rental while we move to kansas city <laughs> no we're not either we're selling that dadgum thing um and it does not change the value of a home whether you pay it down or not that's a different issue but yeah both of those got covered in one call look how good we are open phones at 888-825-5225 ronnie's in houston hey ronnie what's up hello dave and dr john how are you better than we deserve sir how can we help uh same here uh dave i got a i got a question for you and I am 69 years old. I'm retired from a big city fire department. My wife is retired from a school district. And uh, we have about 100000 in a, a money market account that basically pays nothing. And uh, I have a, we have no debt. And I have a, uh, a an account, it's called a deferred retirement option plan. 
and there it's a uh, a fixed rate every year, and there is one point four million in it. Uh, I've never taken any money out of it since I started this account, and I know I've got RMDs coming up in a few years when I turn seventy-two. You have RMDs on is this it, account? Yes, sir. It, this is this account is uh, it's a, it's affiliated with my retirement fund. Is it a four? Is it a four fifty-seven? To be honest with you, Dave, I don't know the okay. number. I, I don't. That. That's I, a lot of money. Congratulations! I'm glad you got a million four. I have no idea what this account is. You've stumped well, me. Well, it, yeah, it's it's tax deferred account. Right. It's affiliated with my pension system, mm-hmm. and it, it it's basically when you have twenty years of service, you can sign up for this. And but the valuation free, is a million four. Yes, sir. Okay, but there's no lump sum option available to roll it to an IRA. I don't know. Okay. I does don't it does it die that. when you die? Surely not. No, no. It's it goes to my beneficiary. Not like a pension. Uh, it's yes, it's, my my pension doesn't come out of this money, but it's an account that started way back and uh I mean, I could go down there, and other than have to pay taxes on it, I could draw it all out if I wanted to. But uh, okay, here, um, here's what I want you to do because I'm ignorant and I don't know the answer. If okay. I so, if I woke up in your shoes, I'd have to go get the answer, and you called okay. the wrong guy because I can't help you. <laughs> I don't know what you've got. Uh, go to one of our smart vester pros and sit down with them and have them unpack this and teach you what this is. Um, I think I'm hearing it's a fixed rate of return, probably a lower rate of return. And I think I might be hearing that you would probably be better off to roll that to some mutual funds in an IRA. You're still going to have RMDs with it. If you have RMDs with it now, required minimum distributions at 70 and a half, 72 and a half. I do know what that is. Um, but uh, so it sounds like it's in that class of products. But um, I want to make First, I want to make sure that all the money is going to stay in your family, that you don't lose it like you do a pension when you die. The second thing I want to make sure of is that you don't have a lower rate of return and that you, if you moved it, you couldn't get, instead of getting six, you could get 11 or 12 in good mutual funds over the next 25 years. That's a lot of difference on a million four. Um, and they'll help you get some of that 100000 working. That's too much of an emergency fund. That's too much sitting there. Um, uh man that's a mess so um yeah but yeah you just need to get better advice than the guy you called well and man it's yet again somebody who's been just chipping away at this thing i put the money in the account i've never touched it and i just went and looked and it's got 1.4 million in it yeah that was not an inheritance no for use people that practice snowflakery and it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a savings account that you yeah. could he drew out of un- uh, he's not a crook he didn't steal from anyone he's not a famous hollywood actor he's a guy that worked and worked and worked and worked and saved and saved and saved and saved and now he's a millionaire and it's not your money and you're not entitled to his money keep your socialist hands off of it this is the ramsey show
Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.